Last week, there was a development in the fight against the coronavirus. A new variant was identified, called Omicron. Early studies show it could be even more contagious than Delta. Health officials in several European countries, Hong Kong, Israel, and Australia, all confirmed cases of Omicron. Reports about the new COVID strain tanked the markets on Friday, with the Dow plunging more than 900 points. The U.S. will join multiple nations in restricting travel from South Africa, where this new variant was first identified. Businesses fear the variant could mean more restrictions, lockdowns, throwing another wrench into the global economic recovery. Scientists around the world are now racing to understand the Omicron variant. Will vaccines work against it? How contagious is it? And how deadly? And what will it mean for the future of the pandemic? Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Ryan Knudsen. It's Monday, November 29th. Coming up on the show the newest variant that's got the world on edge, and the story of how it was identified so quickly. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Earlier this month, South Africa was recovering from a big wave of COVID. Case counts were low. But in mid-November, there was a sudden uptick, particularly in the cities of Johannesburg and Pretoria, and scientists started to take notice. One thing you need to know about South Africa is that it has an amazing reservoir of people who really understand viruses. This is partly linked to the history of the country, where we had a really bad HIV-AIDS epidemic. So there's a lot of people who have been tracking viruses since the 1990s and who in early 2020 (laughs) took a big spin and became coronavirus experts. That's our colleague Gabrielle Steinhauser, who's based in Johannesburg. One of the experts she spoke to was a scientist named Tulio de Oliveira. Tulio de Oliveira who's actually a Brazilian by origin, but has been in South Africa for a long time. And he runs this network of scientists throughout the country who basically track the evolution of the coronavirus. So how did De Oliveira help figure out that there was a new variant? So the first signs actually came from technicians in the labs that process COVID tests. You've probably all taken like a PCR test and there's a particular brand of PCR tests that is widely used here where they were suddenly seeing one of the markers kind of drop out. It's called an S-gene dropout. So the technicians in the labs who were tracking this kind of growing outbreak around the capital Pretoria were seeing all these dropouts and thinking like, hmm, what's happening here? So the scientists took a bunch of samples and sequenced the genomes. And 
What they saw was this incredibly high number, more than 50 mutations, and more than 30 of them in the spike protein. Does that mean that it actually, like, looks different? Yeah, I mean, I guess if you look at it in a microscope, it does look different. And especially, you know, this sort of telltale spike that we know from the coronavirus that gives it its name, the, you know, because it's like a crown, mm-hmm. that looks different because it has 32 changes in this new variant. And so when scientists identified this, what did they think? Well, when the sort of viral evolution experts saw that, their first thought was like, this must be a mistake. <laughs> they decided we need way more samples than this. And they sequenced the genomes for those test samples, and they got the same result. And then they were like, yeah, this is really, really bad. The coronavirus has mutated many times before. The most prevalent coronavirus variants are given names from the Greek alphabet, like Alpha, which was first identified in the UK, and Delta, which was first identified in India. When South African scientists saw this new variant, and that it was driving many of the country's infections, They acted fast. Very quickly, you know, before they even had all the results, they alerted the WHO, they alerted the health ministry. And then on Thursday morning, Tulio de Oliveira had a meeting with the president, the South African president, and basically laid it all out to him. And the president told him, "Okay, well, we've got to go public with this. Just hours later, South African officials called on the World Health Organization to hold an urgent meeting to study the threat. And the very next day, on Friday... Today, we are announcing B11529 as a variant of concern named Omicron. The WHO made an announcement. So Omicron B11529 is named as a variant of concern because it has some concerning properties. Um, This variant has a large number of mutations, and some of these mutations have some worrying characteristics. One reason the WHO decided to call Omicron a variant of concern, the highest marker of potential danger, was because a lot of the people getting sick from Omicron in South Africa already had COVID. So that was sort of the first early evidence that this new variant seems to be able to somehow escape some of the antibodies, at least of previous infection. Again, this is really, really early data, but with just the sheer number of mutations, it just convinced these experts that they needed to tell the world that this is potentially really dangerous. But so it seemed like all of this happened very quickly. Did it just feel fast or was this actually fast? in how this variant was identified and then labeled a variant of concern? It felt really fast, and it was really fast. We went from Tuesday, scientists in several countries around the world being like, whoa, whoa, what is this? To Friday, this is a variant of concern. What do you make of the fact that it was so fast? I mean, like, is that just a sign that the world is getting better and more well-equipped at identifying new variants? I think it's scientists are really attuned. They obviously had a clear line established to the political leadership, right? I mean, not every scientist is going to get a meeting with the president on, you know, on sort of like 24 hours notice. So I think it just was kind of like a well-oiled machine that kicked into action. 
But South African officials knew that going public about this variant would come with consequences. Some countries, including the U.S., responded by instituting travel restrictions against South Africa and its neighbors. And tourists have begun canceling travel plans, damaging South Africa's already struggling economy. South Africa knew the moment they announced this, what would follow, and that's exactly what happened, right? The world slammed their doors shut to Southern Africa. I mean, it's an incredible feat of science that we're witnessing. And then at the same time, you know, paired with political and scientific leadership that was sort of willing to bite the bullet and go public with this. South African officials decided to go public with this variant because they knew how dangerous it could be. After the break, the best and worst case scenarios for the Omicron variant. So there's a couple things that I think people want to know immediately about the Omicron variant. How contagious it is and how deadly it is. So what do we know about how contagious it is? So we don't have firm evidence that it's more contagious than, say, Delta, right? Which is crazy contagious already. But what we're seeing here is that it has these mutations, some of which that we know can make it easier for the virus to spread. There are already anecdotes about just how easily Omicron can spread. One happened a few weeks ago in Hong Kong, where a 36-year-old man was quarantined in a hotel after a flight from South Africa. And as you may know, Hong Kong has one of the strictest sort of quarantine policies in the world. So people who come from abroad, they actually have to quarantine in a hotel. And so this guy was in his hotel room. He had tested negative when he left. And then two days after he arrived, he was tested again and he tested positive. And then a few days later, the man staying in the room across from him, just across the corridor, also tests positive. And they run the genome sequencing on his test sample. And it's so, so close. You know, not only does it have, you know, sort of the now telltale markers of Omicron, It's also really clear just from the sequencing that one of them got the virus from the other. Hmm. And they have CCTV footage from the hotel that shows that these guys, they they never came into contact. They never opened their doors at the same time. The only interactions they had with hotel personnel was in like full PPE. So what they concluded is that somehow like the air from one room went into the corridor and then went into the other room. So that's obviously really scary and it's an indication of just how contagious Omicron may be. Having said that, there have been a few cases like this before. So it could have also just been kind of a fluke. And what do we know about how deadly this variant is? At this point, basically nothing. So we just this morning got a first set of data from the National Institute for Communicable Diseases, and they track hospitalizations. What they saw is that, yes, over the last two weeks, which was the time when, you know, case numbers first started going up, hospitalizations also went up quite sharply. But 
hospitalizations are not going up at a rate that's different from previous waves. So the early indications are that at least it's not making people sicker. But again, we're working with really, really low numbers at a really, really early stage. It's just too early to really draw any firm conclusions. It's also too early to tell how existing vaccines will hold up against Omicron. But Gabrielle says that scientists she's spoken with are worried that current vaccines will be less effective. Because the spike protein has now changed shape because of these mutations, the assumption also based on previous experience from other variants and lab experiments and all of that, that suggests that probably there's going to be a similar problem here with Omicron where the antibodies are not going to be able to attach as well and protect us from infection. But what all the experts are saying is, you know, there are different parts to our immune system, and especially when it comes to protecting people from really severe disease and death, those other parts of the immune system kick in. And also vaccines produce huge amounts of antibodies. So even if some of them get knocked out, there's still going to be a few to sort of prevent the worst Scientists say it could take about two weeks to figure out if Omicron is able to evade current vaccines. The leading vaccine makers, Moderna and Pfizer-BioNTech, have said that if needed, they can tweak their vaccines to better protect against Omicron. So based on the reporting that you've done so far, what would you say is the best case scenario and what is the worst case scenario when it comes to the Omicron variant? I mean, the best case scenario is that it's super contagious, but people don't get sick. And then it would crowd out Delta and everybody would just have a runny nose. And then the worst case scenario is, of course, that it's way more contagious and way more deadly, and also the vaccines don't work and, you know, natural immunity doesn't work, and then that would be horrible. I think there's a more plausible scenario where it kind of presents similarly to Delta, but because the world is now, you know, protected through vaccines or because people have already had covid The people who have some protection are not going to get as sick. So South Africa raised the alarm about Omicron quickly, but that also meant that it took a hit to its economy because these travel restrictions were put in place. How do the scientists you spoke with feel about that trade-off? When I was speaking to Tulio de Oliveira, I mean, he said, you know, he was very open about this dilemma that he faced that, you know... Yes, we could take a few more weeks to see if this variant is really as bad as we think. But, you know, by that point, it's everywhere, not only in South Africa, but across the world. At that point, we may have caused a new pandemic, you know. And he said, like, what we've learned during this pandemic is you have to act fast. And sometimes you have to act fast before you know whether you're right. Today, President Biden spoke publicly about the new COVID variant. This variant is a cause for concern, not a cause for panic. He encouraged Americans to get vaccinated. The best protection against this new variant or any of the, of the variants out there, the ones we've been dealing with already, is getting fully vaccinated and getting a booster shot. And said that the government has a plan for updating vaccines, if needed. In the event, hopefully unlikely, that updated vaccinations or boosters are needed to respond to this new variant, we will accelerate their development and deployment with every available tool. 
That's all for today, Monday, November 29th. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and the Wall Street Journal. Additional reporting in this episode by Drew Henshaw and Daniela Hernandez. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.